This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, Vanessa, Jana and myself are going to be covering all things food and the holiday season. So I know that this time of year can be quite stressful and sometimes can cause some anxiety. So we're going to give you some really tangible tips on how to really manage eating, your social events throughout this period, stay on track, but also really work on your mindset about challenging yourself around foods that maybe you haven't in the past allowed yourself to eat or that you feel somewhat fearful about. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into it. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I'm super excited to be joined by Coach Vanessa and Coach Jana. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome, welcome. We are going to be chatting all things holiday eating, considering we're only like a few weeks away from Christmas, which is unbelievable. I can't believe how fast this year has just absolutely flown by. But, you know, I guess if we include Thanksgiving and then we're looking at Christmas and New Year's, there's so many social events, so much food, and it can be a time of a lot of anxiety, especially if you are, you know, trying to lose fat or if there's certain foods that you fear because the foods around this time of year, I suppose, are are delicious and maybe potentially things that we don't allow ourselves to eat very often, or when we do, we feel like we overeat. So it can cause a lot of anxiety. So we are here to kind of give you some tips around how to manage the next few weeks. So let's get stuck into it, guys. I thought what we could do is maybe draw on some of our, first of all, our own experiences around in in our past, um, what this time of year has looked like for us, and whether it's been one that's been stressful or one that we've actually haven't had any issues or felt any anxieties around food. Um, Jana, did you want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, definitely for me, um, truthfully, um, the holidays would bring a lot of anxiety and um, it wouldn't be so much persistent. It would be more like, you know, I'd still enjoy the holidays. It'd just be more like, okay, I'm going to be out of my normal routine. So like, especially when you have this mindset and like are very structured with food and what you eat every day. And you kind of have your outline, like the way I would usually operate would be like, okay, I usually have the same breakfast and same lunch. And I'm very comfortable eating like what I'm comfortable with. And then dinner, you know, is when I would like kind of just kind of go with the flow and just like try to eat within what I would, you know, categorize healthy and normal for me. Um, Then during the holidays, I felt like, you know, that gets thrown for a loop. So my family, um, I come from a very Italian family and our like first meal. So we, it's like goes all day. Like it starts at noon and you've got like seven courses, you've got appetizers, then you've got the first course. And then, uh, which is like, um, ravioli. And then you've got the actual main course. And then you've got stuff after that. It's just like a huge thing. So like breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of go out the window. So it definitely like, that anxiety of, I don't want to eat before it, because I know I'm going to eat basically my breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert 
along that course. Or like if I do eat, it's going to be very, very small. And it's probably going to be hungry before I even get there. So um, anxiety for leading up to it. And then definitely anxiety of like working out before. So like, I remember like all the holidays, like I'd get out in a run, like right before Um, I'd make sure I got up early or like I'd set time apart. Like, so it took away that whole idea of like, you know, spending time with your family. It just was like, okay, how do I schedule my meals around this next day? And how do I coordinate a workout? Like, how do I squeeze it in? So um, I'd say definitely on like the front end and the back end, just like that anxiety and pressure. Yeah. Okay. Would you say similar things for you, Vanessa, as well? Um, a little bit, honestly, I've like, so since I've gotten to fitness, I've been kind of more so in the flexible dieting side of Instagram and everything like that. So luckily I'm very blessed to say, I don't really have like a similar experience, which I think is nice because I can kind of give a different alternative because I've been on the side of Instagram and it's actually really helped following people like, you know, like you, like people that preach the same stuff that since I've been in a fitness, I've known that one meal, all that kind of stuff is not going to derail all my progress. But on the same token, I don't have the same kind of structure of my holidays that Gianna does. So <laughs> mine is one meal and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty lax. My family's pretty lax. So it's not necessarily the same thing, but I think more so in terms of speaking about routine, I would get a little stressed out of just like not getting my lifts in because the gyms are obviously closed on Christmas, but more so from the food aspect, I've never really struggled, which I'm extremely thankful for. That's good. Yeah. I think sometimes it does come down to culture as well. Like Jana, I'm also, and I know that Vanessa, you've got um, a Spanish um, cultural background as well. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it plays into certain areas of your life and Jana, you've got the Italian side. I've got the Greek side. And, you know, for us, food's really, really important. And in these kinds of scenarios, the whole, everything is revolved around food. And I would even say that even if you don't come from any kind of like European background, it doesn't matter where you're from. I suppose Christmas is very food focused, right? And so sometimes there's that pressure as well. And you feel that there's eyes watching you. And that can go both ways. So it can go if you are trying to have a bit of balance and allow yourself to eat certain foods and, you know, people are aware of it and make comments or you feel like you are going overboard and eating too much and then you're fearful about people also making comments about that as well, which just adds to that pressure. Um, So now you're not only making decisions for yourself, but you feel like you're making decisions to please other people or decisions based on trying to just not cause a scene or cause anyone to sort of say anything to, to shed any kind of light on your decisions that you're making, which can just like further complicate things, which can be really difficult. But I just really quickly wanted to draw on something that you said, Vanessa, around at one meal, not ruining things for you. And I'm just going to take you back to like uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had my brother's wedding and I like for some events and we'll touch on this as a, as a topic or as a, as a point um, for this particular topic, but being mindful about choosing when you're actually going to really just enjoy yourself and not even worry about your food choices. And at my brother's wedding, I like just really enjoyed myself. I ate a lot. I like had a lot of calories. I would say I didn't um, track them at all or summarize them, but I would say it was a lot, a lot. 
And guys, nothing at all happened to my weight. Nothing happened to my weight. And I think about like in the past, that would have freaked me out. I would have tried to compensate with going to the gym the next day, compensated with restricting my calories the next day. And it would have fed into this really horrible mindset of feeling guilty and shameful about what I ate. When in actual fact, like you said, Vanessa, one meal, do you know what? One day, two days of eating quote unquote over like bad over your calories is going to do absolutely nothing. And when I say I I ate over my calories, I substantially would have eaten over my calories. I'm not talking about like 500 extra calories, 600, even a thousand extra calories. It was a lot of extra calories and it did absolutely nothing. Your body's really smart. When it comes to, you know, gaining fat and, um, yeah, gaining any kind of weight, it takes consistency. Just like losing weight takes consistency. You need to do it over and over and over again. And so you should feel like you have that freedom to enjoy those times in your life where, like, you shouldn't be so worried and fearful about eating over your calories because really it's actually going to do nothing if you are fairly consistent majority of the time. Yeah, 100%. And I have to say that a lot of that anxiety and worrying came from just lack of knowledge, like from way back when, like at the beginning of my fitness journey. Um, And it's like, or not even lack of knowledge, but also like that combined with the belief that like, oh, I'm the exception, like I can't get off track or like, um, like putting myself off track now is just going to make it like, oh, I'm like so close to whatever my goal is. And now I'm going to have to work harder to get there. I have to compensate somehow, like having that mindset as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that where you talked about too, your brother's wedding. And I think, I know you said your weight didn't fluctuate, but I think that if your weight did fluctuate, you would still be able to be so objective with it and be like, oh, this is just because I had more food. Not that you gained body fat in that one day, even if you, like you said, two days, three days, whatever. That's a, it's so something that you have to do over time. And I think it's so important to just like shed light, like, especially with the holidays, like weighing yourself after the holidays is probably just not the best thing in the whole world to do. Um, and I know we're going to touch on that too, but that's a good point. And I didn't clarify that. I did not weigh myself for a whole week. I don't really weigh myself anyway, but out of curiosity, there was no way I was going to step on the scale. 100% I would have been up on the scale, but I, I waited a full week and my weight was the, the exactly the same as what I had weighed myself prior. So yeah, do not weigh yourself, please. If you eat additional calories, if you eat foods that are going to be higher in sodium, usually the foods that we are eating around Christmas and New Year's are going to be foods that are more processed, but they're delicious. They're going to just contain more sodium. You are going to weigh more on the scale. Please, 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 please do not step on the scale. I would say until mid-January, just don't even bother. Do not worry about it. It's only going to just make things so much worse for you. So thank you for bringing that up. I didn't even mention that. It's a good point. So what, what I thought we would do and what we want to be able to give you guys now is just some actually really practical tips on how to manage this Christmas period coming up. And first of all, I think we can all say that we're on the same page and that we want you to enjoy yourself. And we don't actually really want you tracking calories. Like this is almost like, think of it as a challenge. This should be about you being able to separate your feelings of anxiety around food and actually really just enjoying yourself. This is a part of life. Christmas comes around every year, right? You don't want this to become a stressful time where all you're thinking about is what, you, what you're going to eat. Are you going to eat too much? How are you going to exercise? 
this needs to be about family, spending time with loved ones and just actually really enjoying yourself and creating memories, right? But there are some practical things that we can implement here that are going to, you know, maybe help steer you and keep you on track and feel a little bit more, you know, somewhat in control, I suppose. Not that we really want to advocate for that, but um, it can be really helpful. So first of all, planning ahead. So that is number one. Um, Vanessa, do you want to kind of expand on, I suppose, what we mean by like planning ahead? Yeah, for sure. And I think this goes along with like the leading up, I guess, to your holiday. So unless you do have like an all day event, like we touched on, but you know, if you don't and you do more so have like a meal you're going into planning ahead and making sure you're not going into that meal starving. That is like the worst idea. You don't want to be fasting all day. You don't want to be eating like a bunny all day. You want to make sure you're getting in a good amount of like protein, um, especially earlier in the day, whether it be from like whatever it may be, Greek yogurt, like chicken, whatever it may be that you enjoy that's protein making sure you fill up on that, not fill up, but make sure you have a substantial amount of that before you go to your event can be really helpful just in terms of like really staying in touch with your hunger cues and making sure that you're not going into that meal really, really hungry can be really helpful. So. Yeah. So important. I think sometimes we can think, oh, cause we're going to eat so much later in the day. We'll just really save our calories for later in the day. But if you go into it hungry and also with that mindset, it's a really good chance that, if we had a look at those two scenarios, if you'd had like just a, you'd eaten adequately prior and made smart choices and then had also included the foods that you had eaten later in that day in comparison to, um, you know, just not eating anything and trying to save up your calories, usually the second would mean that you would eat more calories overall. So, yeah, definitely really good point. Um, Jana, point number two, protein. Definitely. So I know we kind of touched base on this, um, during our live, which is really important. Um, if you know that, you know, most of your, what your, the macros that you're going to be consuming is going to be a lot of like more fat and carbs, then make sure that your protein and maybe the meals leading up to it is more protein dense. And that way you can kind of go into it knowing like, okay, if I make sure that I'm getting enough protein now, then whatever other protein I get great, but I know that I'll have way more like car uh, carbs and fats left quote unquote, um, to really make sure I'm getting, you know, adequate amount of each macronutrient. So you can really stay on track that way too. Absolutely. And, you know, it keeps us satiated. We know that protein keeps us feeling full and the amount that you can eat for the volume you can eat is really good in comparison to other macronutrients where you've got carbs and fats, although that, you know, they all have their place. You can still eat a fair amount of protein with a good amount of protein and keep your calories relatively low. And then also pairing that with feeling satiated as well is going to really set you up for success. That's really important. And look, majority of us don't, I would say women, men tend to, but women more so, we just want to go to more carbs, more fats, which is fine, but protein is really important. So just be mindful about making sure with all your choices with your meals, like just try and take a protein source and really then think about building your meal around that protein source as well. So next would be like filling up on fiber. So just making sure as well, this is a really good tip. And we want to just be mindful of, you know, balancing this out, right? This is not about like just eating vegetables, but make sure that you do include some fiber, some 
like whether they're salad or like roast vegetables, whatever it is, make sure you are including that into your meals as well. That is also fiber does keep us feeling full. Once again, satiated as well. So it's a really, really handy tip to have. Um, And I think the most important thing is just going into it mentally knowing that, hey, like you're going to be eating things that potentially you're not usually going to be eating and just and being okay with that and using this as a way to kind of challenge yourself to get get yourself uncomfortable and get yourself used to just being in social situations where you can't control what you're eating. That's his life skill. Like you have to learn that. Um, and that's really very important. For sure. And I think with fiber too, going along with that, in terms of keeping digestion regular, it'll be really helpful to get fiber earlier in your day. Um, I know a lot of Christmas food isn't the most like fibrous dense. <laughs> it contains a lot of carbs and fats, which likely won't contain fiber. So I think getting that fiber earlier in the day, and if there is some available at your Christmas dinner, whatever it may be, trying to have a little bit of that just in terms of keeping digestion regular can be really helpful as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you eat foods like that you're not used to, sometimes you can find your digestion's quite slow the next few days and then you feel like because you're so bloated, you can feel even worse. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Including it is really important. Um, and I guess just to finish this podcast episode off, we just wanted to run through some mindset tips which are going to be really important. And I guess like the the biggest issues that we see when it comes to not even just Christmas, but just any kind of social events when it comes to food and the traps that people fall into. So number one would be the last supper mentality. And this is when someone does not allow themselves to eat a certain food. They're around that food. Like usually they won't, right? They've deemed it as bad. And then they're around that food and because they've told themselves they're not allowed to have it, they absolutely go insane eating it, eating a a large amount. Generally, they're not even enjoying what they're eating. They're not having a normal portion where they've gone, oh, yeah, that's enough. Because they're in the mindset that they're not going to allow themselves to eat this ever again, so they're going to make the most of it while it's there. This is not good. This is where feelings of guilt and shame come in and you wake up the next morning feeling terrible about yourself. And it's that all or nothing mentality that just absolutely ends up shooting you in the foot. For sure. I agree. And I think too, with the last supper mentality, like I think having those treats, like for example, Christmas cookies is a big thing here in the States. And a lot of my clients, they have like Christmas parties and myself included. And I think allowing yourself to go to these events, have a cookie or two, it'll really help with that mindset when it does come Christmas time. And there's a ton of cookies in front of you. You don't have to eat every single one because you haven't been depriving yourself of those cookies all month. So you feel like you have to have a ton of them, right? It's like one or two and you feel good because you already know what it tastes like, right? So you haven't been restricting it. So I think that's awesome. And I think that's a, it's definitely a hard mentality to get over, but one that's really, really rewarding to get over at the same time. So a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I actually think if you can identify the foods that you feel like you potentially could, could really get into that last supper, supper mentality about, those are the ones that you actually want to start including on a daily basis into your diet. That's the only way to counteract it in, in an, an, a small serving. Like, so a Christmas cookie, have one, I would actually suggest going and buying a packet and having one a day because it actually loses its power. So when you're there, 
and you've got that option, you've already sort of satisfied that desire to want to have it. And it's not like this alluring thing because you've told yourself you can't have it. So that would be my tip is actually to pick one or two things and allow yourself to have that in small quantities on a daily basis. It's almost like exposure to it and it kind of loses its power over you. All right, number two is moving on. So, okay, you've enjoyed yourself. Maybe you've gone over your calories. It doesn't matter. You need to move on. You need to drop it because the only thing you can control is the right now and really accepting it for what it is and looking at it as a positive. If you've created memories, you've had a really great time. The food was good. Awesome. That is so good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just being in the here and now and just use it as an opportunity to say, Hey, I got to eat foods that I don't normally eat. It's really important. Like find the positives in it and say, you know what? I enjoyed it. I created these great memories and now I'm just going to get, you know, next day, you know, life's going to return to normal and I'm going to be right back on the bandwagon. So, um, you know, just taking it for what it is, finding the positives and not letting it, you know, ruin your time or, or your night or your morning. Yeah, for sure. I think staying present too with like who you are with at your holidays, like trying to take the focus away from food too, right? Even if you do overindulge or overdo it, whatever it may be, like just remembering the memories you have with the people that you're with rather than the food and giving it that power, I think can be really helpful. And just knowing that like you're at your holidays to spend time with your loved ones, not to stress out about the macros and the calories behind every single thing you're putting in your body. So, right. You didn't hurt anyone. You yeah. did something wrong. And as we reflected from Tasha's brother's wedding, you, you're not changing over one meal. So um, just, you know, take it in stride and get right back at it. 100%. What will change is if you punish yourself and really live in that guilt and shame because all that's going to do is breed similar behavior. And that's how we get into that binge restrict cycle. And ultimately if you continue in that then there's the potential yes you know that's when actually weight gain and fat gain can happen because you're in that cycle so you need to be kind to yourself forgive yourself and just know that life's there's going to be days when you eat more and that's normal nothing is going to stay consistent you cannot control everything in your life you just can't you've got to be able to roll with it and I guess that leads into the third tip which is to just get back on track like okay we're back at it your next meal, your next meal is going to be a balanced meal. The next day you're going to go back. You're not going to restrict. You're not going to not allow yourself to eat certain foods. You're going to go back to your normal eating routine and just continue on and just keep your head down and do what you you know works best and not sit there, beat yourself up, try and restrict um, because that just makes things so much worse. And you do. You end up once again back into that binge restrict cycle. And then um, the next one is around uh, exercise. So do not fall into the trap of thinking that you can burn off what you ate because it will not work. Am I right? Exactly. 100%. <laughs> your total daily energy expenditure, only 5% of that is accounts for from your exercise. So out of everything, your BMR, your fidgeting, all that good stuff. So when you think that, you know, you have to run five miles or, you know, you have to work out now for two hours. It just, it doesn't make sense on the greater scale of things. So um, definitely don't fall into that trap. Absolutely. I, um, I, 
I was thinking the other day about how um, I definitely used to do this. But what the the cool thing is, and your body's just amazing, when you actually do eat more, your body wants to be able to use that energy. So this is where in the cases where we get our girls eating more, sometimes we can see them dropping fat. And that's purely because their body's just responding to that. It's gone, okay, we're getting more calories in. Great. We can expend more energy in just our general movement. And guys, this is not going to be stuff that you're even going to be aware of. It's going to be your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the general movement you have in your day that is not exercise related. It's the amount of times that you blink, the amount of times you use your hands to talk. All subconsciously, your body will actually be able to use more energy in those in those ways. And that makes up more like 15 to 20% of the calories that you burn in a day. So eating more is not necessarily going to equate to potentially you gaining weight, right? There's so much more involved in that. But trying to think that you can then go and run on the treadmill or do a HIIT workout and that's going to burn off those calories, it does not work like that. It just really doesn't. So just enjoy it and don't feel like you need to punish yourself after it. We don't want to get into that mindset. It only sets yourself up for failure. And really this time of year should be about, you know, really just reflecting on all you have, what you're thankful for, the blessings in your life and just creating memories and having fun and enjoying eating. For sure. Yeah. Christmas food is great. Like enjoy it, like have the cookie, have the whatever it may be. And, you know, your routine will always be there. And I think that's so important to know that like you can always go back to what you're doing. You can always go back to your regular training. You can always go back to your regular nutrition, but the holidays are once a year. Like it's very important to be present with those people. Like I said, and I think, I think you hit it straight on. So yeah. Awesome. hundred yeah, percent. And just, um, you know, use us as a way to challenge yourself and, uh, get outside of your normal routine and exactly what Vanessa and Tasha said, just, um, it's about spending time with, with your people. So. absolutely so to round it off what's your favorite christmas food well what do you what do you guys have at christmas that's like the once a year thing that you eat okay i'll go first so i'm portuguese and my family both my parents are portuguese 100 portuguese and there's these portuguese pastries i'm gonna absolutely butcher the name because i don't speak good portuguese but it's called pastel de nata in like portugal and it's like this like egg custard thing. It sounds disgusting. Like it really does, but it's delicious and I love it. And it's my favorite thing in the whole world. Anything custard is delicious. What are you talking about? Yum. <laughs> I feel like when I say egg custard, people are like, oh, that's a little weird, but like it's yeah. so good. It's yeah. Yum. What's your? Um, well, I guess it would have to be, I'm a huge like dessert person, but what's funny is that we have um, it, our first meal after the appetizer we have like this ongoing like family like I don't want to say like war because that's too harsh but like we have homemade ravioli and we have a tortellini soup so like we'd have appetizers these two meals then the main course and we ended up taking out one of them which we sacrificed the tortellini soup and so now our family we're like cut in half like half of us want (laughs) to bring it back and then half of us are like, no, we're good with the homemade ravioli. Like we already have the pasta. So honestly, it's a very, I'm like both. I'm just like, bring it all on. Like I, want oh, it. No. So, I, I just love it. It's homemade. It's like really, really good. But I, that one's probably the most like sentimental and special, but how about you? Yum. Well, you guys are all talking about like, I guess like heavy warm foods, but in Australia, it's always hot. So we have like, I mean, 
for us being Greek, we have we don't have a lot of traditional foods around Christmas, more so like around Easter and things. But my yaya, who's my mum's mum, that's what I call my like my grandmother essentially. Um, she is an incredible cook and she makes these um so they're I actually don't even know what they are called in Greek. How bad is that? But they're like pastry that inside has ricotta and honey. So like ricotta being like, do you guys have ricotta in America? You know what ricotta is? Yeah, okay. okay, I just wanted to make yeah. sure. Actually, it's an Italian is it Italian? Yeah, Italian? it's Italian. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delicious. So maybe this is not even Greek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just my ALC. Well, I'm going to claim it as Greek. So there you go. But um, you, it's like deep fried. So the it's put in pastry with honey, icing sugar, or it's deep fried, taken out with some icing sugar on it, and it is freaking amazing. So good. They are so yum. But like that's just one thing, honestly. The food that my AR cooks is unreal. Like there's just so much choice. You've got to pace yourself, otherwise you burn out. Go too hard to yeah, 100%. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. Yeah, true that. True that. There's always that one person in every family that's a really good cook, I feel like. So yes. that's funny. Yes. Yes. I know. And the rest of us are just thankful that they nope, don't have to do anything. <laughs> just, there. just ready to go. Fork in hand. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode, guys. If you enjoyed it, take a screenshot, share it onto your stories or share it with a friend who needs to hear it. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you hit that follow button if you listen on Spotify. But until next time, big love, Coach Tash.